This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash funny. Hi, it's Alonzo Bowden, and welcome to episode 28 of Who's Paying Attention. Um, you guys are, obviously. So, this is it. This is the first show since Barack Obama's been reelected. You know, last week's show was really short. I just was, was ecstatic over uh, Obama being reelected. And I did a little shouting in my podcast, and I, I think I did a cartwheel. Who am I lying to? I ain't doing a cartwheel. I, I don't have that kind of knee. I don't have the knees anymore, but it was a celebration and I was happy. And now it's been a week and the analysis are in because, you know, there had to be analysis. Then they had to analyze the analysis. Then they had to talk to the analysts who did the analysis and blah, 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 blah. So, so what we learned with Barack Obama being reelected? Well, I think the main thing we learned, the first thing we learned, America has changed. And the era of the angry old white man seems to be gone. I'm sorry, Fox News. We'll talk about you in a minute. But let's just look at, at some of the numbers, okay? Who voted for Barack Obama? Well, um, and I got this from an article in USA Today. And again, plenty of analysis, but th- this is very broad strokes. Nine out of 10 African-Americans voted for Barack Obama. No surprise there. Nearly 7 out of 10 Hispanics. He had 69% of the Hispanic or Latino vote. A solid majority of women and two-thirds of unmarried women. Uh, About 6 in 10 voters under 30, 60% of that vote. And on Romney's side, 60% of the white vote. Nearly, you know, no surprise there. Uh, Nearly 6 out of 10 seniors, which does surprise me because Paul Ryan does not like senior citizens and they would have lost Social Security and Medicare. Uh, Romney got two-thirds of white men. No, no shock there. And uh, a solid majority of men and married women, which, uh, I don't know, is that an anti-gay marriage thing? Who knows? He won with high-income voters. We knew that. He won with evangelical Christians. Six in ten of those who never attend religious services voted for Barack Obama. Six in ten of those who attend religious services every week voted for Mitt Romney. So, so that's it. America has changed. America is, is yes, white people are still a majority, obviously, but a lot of them voted for Barack Obama. And all other groups voted for Barack Obama. So you know what that means? That means that Republicans, you got to pay attention, okay? You can't call all Latinos illegals and say they must leave the country and back these crazy laws in Arizona and Mississippi and other places where Latinos have to carry their papers at all time. And then two weeks for the election, before the election, trot out um, Marco Rubio down in Florida and say, look, we got one. Uh, what is he? I'm not sure. He's one of them. He might be Cuban, Puerto Rican. He might be a Mexican. We don't even know. But his name's Rubio and he's Latino. So vote for us. 
And you can't just trot out Condoleezza Rice every time you need a black person and then have the bonus of her being a woman. It, it's not going to work. Nobody was fooled. Listen, this is what you learn from this election. All right. Um, black people, you know, are, well, what they say, black people only vote for Barack Obama because he's black, which, which is hilarious to me because they're basically saying white people study all the issues, but black people just vote on race. So, OK, I'm not even going to get into that. But like I said, you can't fool the Latinos. Apparently, women don't like to be raped. Who knew? Who knew Republican Party? But no, they, they don't. Even if it's legitimate rape, even if God has condoned the rape and wants the baby to be born, it they do not they do not approve. So that's it. They have to acknowledge America has changed. That was one of the things that came from the election. Now, did you watch it on Fox News? Did you enjoy the meltdowns going on over at Fox News? Bill O'Reilly just yelling that they all want handouts. They want free. They all want something free. That's why they're voting for Obama, so they can get something free. And Karl Robe, and this had to be the funniest moment. After the the election was declared for Obama and Obama was just knocking off swing states one by one, just just Colorado and Nevada and Iowa and Ohio. After Ohio, Karl Rove actually said, hey, we can't declare this over. Not all the votes have been counted. And in that moment, how great would it have been if his cell phone rang and it was Al Gore saying, what the fuck? <laughs> if you remember in 2000, that was Al Gore's thing. You know, in Florida, the votes hadn't been counted, but but uh, things change. They change. Hilarious. And and Karl Rove was he was panicking because, you know, Karl Rove's in trouble because, first of all, he ran the big super PAC for Romney. So he has to go back to all his billionaire friends and say, hey, man, the money didn't work. You did not get what you paid for. But worst of all, and this is what scares Karl Rove, he's got to go back to see Dick Cheney. That's right. He's got to go back and speak to Dr. Evil and tell him the plot didn't work. I wouldn't want to have that meeting because, you know, Cheney, you know, Cheney might he might snatch his heart out. He might snatch his heart out of his chest. Um, I have no doubt Dick Cheney has powers to do things like that. I hope he doesn't hear this podcast or I might go on the list. You know, he needs a new heart on a regular basis and he don't care who he grabs it from. So that that's bad for Karl Rove. Donald Trump flipped out and said, it's time for a revolution. We need a revolution. This election is a scam and a travesty and we need a revolution, which I think is just how the original American Revolution started when there was represent. I mean, taxation without representation. Oh, wait a minute, Mr. Trump. That meant they couldn't vote on this one. America did vote. America voted and they refuse to accept that they refuse to listen to it. They hate it. But America has changed and the the minorities and marginal groups in America have spoken and they spoke out and they wanted Barack Obama and they didn't fall for the old fear and hate and separation and all of the old tactics. It doesn't work anymore. And that's it. Uh, still alive. No doubt. Still alive. Sadly, sadly, the the. Um, the racist rants on Twitter. And, and I'm going to say that these are the last gasps of a dying breed. I'm going to give America more credit than maybe than I have in the past. Or look, the, the, the hate and the, first of all, 
We know that number one in two states for racist rants on Twitter were Alabama and Mississippi, and there's no surprise there. But, but it, it's also New York and Brooklyn, a teenager, a teenage kid. You know, the nigger got reelected and the monkey this and the monkey that. And then this is this is the hilarity of the cowardice on Twitter. This kid got in trouble because he's in a rich private school. Not surprised there, but they have a code of conduct. And in the code of conduct, you can't tweet hate, hate messages. And the kid said they're so dumb. They're like, you can't trace this to me, even though. He posts pictures of his high school on his Facebook page and his mascot and the whole thing. Not hard to find a kid. Then in Turlock in California, okay, a blue state, California. California was a state that put Barack over the top. Actually, Romney was leading in electoral votes. Then California kicked in and boom, it was over. But this 22-year-old employee of Cold Stone Creamery, which would be she should be a Republican, right? Because if you're working at Cold Stone Creamery, you are no doubt in the top 1% and need your tax cut. But anyway, she she tweeted, I'm paraphrasing, the nigger one again, and I hope he gets assassinated. And she met the Secret Service. How does she not know that you cannot threaten the life or mention assassination of the President of the United States and not meet the Secret Service? Let me tell you something. The Secret Service has Twitter. Okay, write that down, racist. The Secret Service has Twitter. And and I, I don't know if I'm even going to be angry about this. They're, they're the lowest common denominator. Uh, no, they're not common denominator. They're the lowest denominator. They're scared and they're angry and they hate and they, and they call a lot of names. They do not speak for white people and they certainly do not speak for America. It's just a lot of uh, stupidity, but but they're done. So let them yell their racist rants on Twitter anonymously. And um, I'm not going to laugh at them, but I'm not going to give them much airtime or credibility. Thank thank, thank God they're a dying breed. <laughs> it, it's so funny and it's so it's almost sad and pitiful. But but what else? What else happened? This this is the group. I don't understand. And, and if you want to look at what I said about the new America, all you had to do was look at any rally for Mitt Romney and then look at a rally for Barack Obama. If you looked at a Mitt Romney rally, finding a person of color was like playing Where's Waldo. You, It was literally, it was just white people, a sea of white people. Not bad, not evil, just that's who his supporters were. And then if you looked at the Barack Obama rally, you saw everyone there. You saw white people and black people and, and Asian people, Latin people and that group that I love, the, we're not sure what they are, people. You've seen them. They, they, we have a lot of mixed race people, or just you. Just what? I'm not sure. What, I never saw one of those before. What is that? I don't know. But he's voting for Obama, so he's all right with me. And and what a party! And what a speech! Though. Barack Obama's speech after he won was just again classic Barack Obama, full of full of hope and and you know attempts at unity and the future and and it was great and it was fun to watch but but not everybody was watching and and i give you an example these these are the people that and i'm not even knocking them i just truly don't understand okay the the day after a couple of days after the election this is thursday's usa today and um it, the title of the article republicans urge to fight grieve cry but don't give up 
and ended the subtitle, Many Rural Virginians Feel Cut Off After Their State Turns Blue. Now, Virginia was an important swing state in the election, and what happened was Northern Virginia, which is the people from suburban Washington, D.C., voted for Obama. And, and they gave Virginia to, to Obama. He got the electoral votes. Virginia became a blue state. And the more rural people of, of Virginia feel, feel marginalized, feel left out. They feel, they feel all the feelings that minorities have felt in the South for the last 250 years. It's so funny that, that they're so upset over it. But here, here's an example, and I'm just using this guy because he's in in the article, a guy named Van Corten, 48 years old. He voted for Mitt Romney. He has one of those beards, like about a half of a ZZ Top beard, you know, long ponytail, um, self-described prepper. Now here's his thing, this is what he says. With Barack Obama, the country's economy is gonna be hard to fix, irreparable. And what's he doing? Well, he's already got a year's worth of food stashed in his house. He's contemplating buying a hand-operated water pump and he's going to buy more guns before they get outlawed. I, what is with the, the gun thing? You know, you know, when they ask who's better off than they were four years ago, guys who own gun stores, because they have <laughs> they have managed to push this fear thing. These, these guys in the hinterlands are buying up guns. Barack Obama has never said he's out to take your gun. And during the third debate, or maybe it was a second debate, but I believe it was a third one, when the... When the guns came up, when they talked about automatic weapons in the AK-47s, Obama and Romney backed off of that. Somehow they both answered it having to do with families and parents. It was, listen, nobody's out to get you. If you live in the hills of Virginia and you have a bunch of guns, no one's out to get you. But this is the funny part. You can bet if there were another disaster, like a Hurricane Sandy type disaster, that hit Virginia and his house collapsed on top of his year's worth of food, you better believe he'll be expecting the federal government to feed him, to help his family. And that's okay because the government does that. When, when there's a disaster on a, quote, biblical scale, you, you, the government is the ones who help. And, you know, Mitt Romney missed on that one. But you better believe Chris Christie in, in New Jersey, he knew who to go to. But anyway, the, these are the... And there's millions and millions of people like this. There's a show about these people who are prepping for the apocalypse. And, and you remember four years ago in 2008 when Barack Obama was elected, he was supposed to be the Antichrist. And, and well, what happened to that? Didn't he, wasn't he supposed to, I don't know, end the, end the world or something? Didn't he have a deal with Satan or at least with Kenya to end the world? And it didn't happen. So let's look at that. Let's look. Now, this guy's saying that, that the economy's irreparably damaged. Now, I don't know if he was around from 2000 to 2008, but the economy in 2008 was much worse than it is in two, 2012. Stock market went up under Obama. Unemployment has started to trend down lower and lower. More jobs. Auto industry saved. Blah, 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 blah. How, even housing. Even housing prices are slowly and I mean slowly rising. But but this guy sees the end of the world. So you have to ask, who's better off than they were four years ago? Who's doing better than they did back in 2008? Who? I'll tell you who. Sarah Palin. That's right, Sarah Palin. In 2008, Sarah Palin was out hunting moose, and her daughter was about to marry Levi 
idiot, whatever his name is. Now, Sarah Palin is shopping on Rodeo Drive. Her daughter is on Dancing with the Stars. She is a multi-millionaire. She, that's who's better off. She needs to thank Barack Obama every day. You know why? Because she's cashing in on the fear. Remember her talking about the death panels and, and in the Obamacare, there's going to be death panels. Every time you get a cold, you have to appear before the death panel to decide if you're going to live or die. And it's fear. And the gun sellers, it's fear. And the end of the world, it's fear. And they're cashing in on it and they're making millions. That's who's doing better than they were four years ago. People selling fear, hate, and racism because people are buying it. So, Sarah, the next time you don't have to shoot a moose for dinner, you go on and send a thank you card to Barack Obama and you call Mr. Van Corten down in Virginia and tell him that it's going to be all right. Hey, we all like free, don't we? Well, pay attention because I got an offer for you you're going to love. Now, this podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. That's the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 100,000 downloadable titles, all types of literature, and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. That's right. Everyone's talking about it. You might as well listen to it. Start out with Fifty Shades of Grey. Listen, everyone's talking about the book. You know you wonder what's in the book. Listen to it in the car. You'll have fun. You'll enjoy yourself. And, and I promise you, it's more fun than texting while driving. Okay, now here's the free part. For my listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. Now, all you have to do is go to audiblepodcast.com slash funny. That's audiblepodcast.com slash funny and pick out your free book. Fifty Shades of Grey a little too hot for you? Well, Christmas time is coming. How about a little fairy tale? How about something for the kids? Go to Fuck to Sleep, read by Samuel Jackson. You can't beat that. And guess what? It's free. How many times have you wanted to tell the kids, go to Fuck to Sleep? I think when Sam Jackson says it, it's okay. Good child rearing. Check it out. Audible.com. You'll love it. No rest. No rest for Barack Obama. Okay, soon he won, and, and the next day... If it was even the next day, it was the fiscal cliff. We're about to fall off the fiscal cliff. And and this this is the thing. And again, this is where the Republicans, I just don't think they're listening. I don't think they're paying attention. You had Mike McConnell, who, who just had this whole, you know, he didn't even acknowledge that Barack Obama won. He's, he's like, Obama's going to have to appeal to us in the Senate. Not Mind you. Not only did the Democrats maintain the Senate, they actually grew. They actually won a few more seats. But he's like, he, Obama, basically saying Obama's going to have to come to us hat in hand and ask for help. And, and Speaker of the House John Boehner, who says, well, he's going to seek a short-term deal to delay the fiscal cliff, but he's going to resist efforts to make any major changes in the lame duck session of Congress. And if you don't know what that means, it means until the new Congress is put in in January. The, there's a lot of congressmen who are basically they know they're fired. They just haven't left work yet. But but this fiscal cliff bullshit, this this bothers me because, you know, when this came up, this came up when they had to raise the debt ceiling and they, they came up, they, they put this. Basically, it's like putting a poison pill in. That's right. We'll raise the debt ceiling. But if, if we don't have a new budget that's approved of by January 1st, 2013, all these automatic cuts come in 
and automatic tax increases, the quote, George Bush tax cuts disappear and the economy will go into turmoil. And it's just another setup. It's another obstructionist setup from the Republican Congress to try to hurt Barack Obama and make him look bad. Listen, listen, Barack Obama was reelected, Republicans. Barack Obama was reelected, Republicans. I'm going to say it one more time. Barack Obama was reelected. Suck it up, grow up, and work with him. Stop threatening this stupid fiscal cliff. And it's always some dramatic name. America has shown the people see through it. They know you're the problem, all right? The, Barack Obama said he's willing to compromise. If it, it, me and many people like me think he tried far too hard to compromise with you over the last two years. So let's not hold the country hostage again with this stupid fiscal cliff bullshit. Let's get to work and actually come up with a budget that works. How many of them signed that stupid Norquist pledge? We will not raise taxes no matter what. Who signs something like that? And and what, isn't it funny that that's the promise they keep? Like all these other promises they make, they don't mind lying about. But this one is sacred. They have to keep it. All right, listen. It, sadly, there are going to be tax increases. And, and to solve the budget crisis, the deficit, that whatever you want to call the end of the world. To, to keep Mr. Van Corten from having to dig into his year's food supply stashed away, compromises have to be made. So there have to be some cuts. Even sacred things like defense have to be cut. And there's going to have to be some tax increases because, damn it, Barack Obama's been reelected and we are not killing Big Bird. Work together. Find some money. The, the fiscal cliff thing, oh, I can't tell you how much that bothers me. It actually bothers me more than the racist tweets because the racist tweets are just a bunch of idiots who are hiding behind Twitter. But, and isn't that funny? Racist tweets, like, they couldn't even show themselves to Klansmen. Can you imagine if they had to report to, like, Klansmen? From the 30s, 40s, and 50s who were riding around on horses lynching people and say, well, well, we tweeted mean names. Sorry, bastards. <laughs> oh, man, I just I just hope this fiscal cliff thing isn't as bad as it sounds going in. So what else we have going on? What other uh, results came from the election? Well, Florida. I love you, Florida. I, I've been down there. I've worked there. Great clubs, great cities, Tampa, Orlando. Miami is the sexiest place on earth, but you're no longer allowed to vote. Okay? I'm sorry, Florida. You're not allowed to vote because you don't know how to do it. Florida declared Barack Obama the winner on Friday. <laughs> Alan West, that, that psychopath congressman from down in Florida... He already lost the election. He lost the election last week, but he has still refused to concede. Like he's just going to sit in his chair and say, I know I lost, but I'm not leaving. I know I lost, but I'm not leaving. What the hell is going on with elections down in Florida? We, we just have to say no. You are not allowed to vote. Sorry, Florida. It's over. Now get rid of Alan West and join the rest of us or, or we're just cutting off your voting privileges. Um, weed. Marijuana has won. Colorado and Washington legalized marijuana. Uh, it's still not legal federally. I don't know how that's going to work. In California, it's legal medically, but not federally. So you can you have to get a prescription, which you can get. Apparently, walking into the doctor's office shows that you honestly need a prescription. So not hard to get. But 
but weed won. Porn lost. California, for some reason, we had a proposition here and they voted that porn makers, porn stars have to use condoms. Now, it's going to be really easy to work around this because there are still small cities like Vernon and and just L.A. County is divided up into a bunch of cities and a lot of them, this law doesn't apply. So, they may, you know, they may not shoot the porn, say, say up on Mulholland Drive. They may have to shoot it down in the industrial part of the city. But don't worry, they're they going to shoot the porn. But here's the thing. After the election, the porn stars came out and said how bad it was. And they said, it's not just condoms. We're going to have to use dental dams and we're going to have to wear goggles. And, and I'd love to know what scene they're going to need the goggles for. And yeah, I will tune into that scene. But but next time, porn stars, if ever again, if ever again you're on the ballot, the time to campaign is before the election, okay? I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there, all right? You want to do your campaigning, you do it before the election. If you can't win an election with porn stars, what the hell country are we living in? What state am I living in when you can't have porn stars sway the vote in their direction. Damn it, I thought this was America. What the hell is going on? Linda McMahon lost. Linda McMahon spent $97 million this time trying to buy her way into uh, into into the Senate. And she spent $100 million last time. So apparently... The Senate's not good for wrestling wives. Linda McMahon is is the wife of Vince McMahon, the guy who's made probably a billion dollars, definitely hundreds of millions of dollars. He made so much money, he don't mind his wife throwing away $97 million trying to buy a seat in the Senate. And and that's another thing we kind of learned in this election. You know, you had Sheldon Adelson, the guy from the Venetian Hotel who gave, I don't know, how many millions of dollars to Newt Gingrich during the primaries and you had you know Donald Trump throwing his money behind Romney and Romney throwing his money behind Romney and basically even with the Supreme Court saying it's okay to buy office people weren't able to buy office so so I guess there's some hope there and um, they say money can't buy everything and well thankfully that seems to be true again uh, better America did better than I would have given them credit for. So sorry, Linda. Back to the ring. You know she used to wrestle. She, she used to be out there with her husband. So she's got that to fall back on. So it's not like you know she's going to be completely out of work with nothing to do. And and you know she she can just jump back in the ring and tell them how she was almost a senator and then explain to the fans what a senator is and what they do. Nah, take too long. <laughs> I'm kidding, wrestling fans. I love you much as I love NASCAR fans, read into that anything you want. Uh, what else happened? Virgin America. Virgin America. This one hits close to home because I travel a lot. I've flown Virgin America. They are a phenomenal airline. They're, they're probably the best Amer- American airline. Uh, by that, I mean an airline based in the United States. And if you don't know the deal with that, they're part of Virgin Atlantic, which is a super airline. But Airlines that fly domestically have to be owned domestically, so they began Virgin America. But here was the experiment. If we give better service, if we have nicer planes, cleaner, more beautiful, blah, 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 will people pay more? And the answer is no. They're still losing money. We, we are a Southwest flying country. Personally, I love Virgin America. It's worth a little more money. I understand not everyone has the money, but what, 
what they were going after were the people who said we have money and we want better service and the answer is no you don't you you want better service and you don't want to spend the money i i don't know what what that means it's just unfortunate to me it was like the bellagio i remember when the bellagio first opened in las vegas and they were like after 6 p.m men had to wear jackets women had to wear gowns or cocktail dresses i think that lasted two days and they were like oh no we're losing too much money you get in here in your tank top and shorts so uh, i like virgin america i hope they stick around but they've, they've been losing money since day one so they might go under that's too bad um more sad news we'll we get we're going to go out on a good note but we're gonna i'm gonna give you some more sad news now hurricane sandy has kicked New York and New Jersey's ass. Um, it is it is bad. New York has gas rationing now. You know, if your last number in your license plate is even, you can buy gas on even days. Odd, you can buy gas on odd days. New Jersey still without power in tons of places. I have a friend who was just there. He said that it's so bad they don't have enough poles to put up to to replace the power. He said. Many streets are still closed because they're blocked with trees and debris and that it's much worse than what's being reported on the news. So so if you can help, if you can donate money or do anything, I guess we all got to pitch in and help, you know, and, and, and that's what we do. And, and the, the government's there and it is a good reason to spend money. And it's, it's FEMA again. Hope Mitt Romney learned as he's recovering wherever he's recovering in one of his mansions. That, that, no, disaster relief should not be left to private enterprise. It's impossible. It is a government thing. It has to be done by the government. And it's not evil for all of us to pitch in and help or for our tax dollars to be spent to rebuild a state or a city that lost power or is otherwise devastated. So good luck to everybody affected by Hurricane Sandy. God bless. And, and I hope you do have power and you get to live and and you know get your life back to normal as quickly as possible now there, there was one good result out of a bad thing with hurricane sandy it seems when all the power went out all the devices went out people lost their, their iphones and their you know you lose facebook you lose access to the web and they had to talk to each other and i know i know it was scary but but it was a result of the blackout Okay, um, Matt Field, okay, Matt Field works in a Manhattan tech startup. First 20 minutes of the blackout, he spent mingling with his roommates and it felt awkward. There was no TV, <laughs> no one to text. He actually had to talk to humans. You know, it, there, there are a lot of people, I would say under 25, who've never had to do that. Never had to talk to somebody without having an electronic device to distract them in their hands and they're having to hold conversations and some of them some of them had to play cards and they they burned candles and so please get the power back on because millennials having to talk to each other can't be a good thing they have to use full words instead of lol they have to actually laugh out loud like laugh out loud and and it's scaring them because many of them have never heard that sound they've only typed lol so please for the millennials let's get power back on so that these people can 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 talk can communicate they, they, they address books 
It's in the phone. They, they don't know anyone's phone number. Some parents, if your 22-year-old hasn't called you, it's only because they don't know your number. It's in the phone. The power's off. They're okay. They just don't know your number. Sorry, Mom. Sad. Sad. Okay, good news. George Lucas. You probably heard about this. The Star Wars Empire has been sold to Disney for $4 billion. And you know what George is going to do with that $4 billion? He's going to donate it to education. Yeah, George Lucas said he's going to give the $4 billion to a fund, um, Edutopia. It's a foundation that empowers innovative coursework in schools. This is from a letter that George wrote. I'm dedicating the majority of my wealth into improving education. It is key to the survival for the human race. We have to plan for our collective future. And the first step begins with social, emotional, intellectual tools tools we provide to our children. You know what this means? This means that that some bitch, that the socialist, liberal, wealth distributing son of a bitch is going to take $4 billion that he could use to become a billionaire Well, he already was a billionaire, but he's going to give it to education. He's going to help children. He's got what? I I have a feeling that if Disney finds out that this four billion is going to help children, they'll pull out of the deal. That's right. Disney Corporation does not want its money wasted on children when it could be spent by children. I don't know. God bless you, George Lucas, man. I can't even imagine, but but what a great thing, and it's going to be great. And we need to educate our youth, because our youth are the future leaders of America. And the future leaders of America need to be intelligent, because if you grow up to become a general that some say won the Iraq war, that you, you supervised the surge which got us out of the Iraq war, and then you moved on to become head of the CIA, and if you are smart enough and lucky enough and good enough to get into that position you need to be smart enough to know that your chick on the side should not use email the hell is wrong with you Petraeus you got busted by emails from your side girl what is with these guys first Tiger Woods with the text messages now the head of the CIA the head of the CIA gets busted having an affair because of emails okay pay attention everyone email is forever if you email it, they're going to find it, okay? That's why That's why George is giving this money to education, so that 20 years from now, the head of the CIA is not brought down and saying, email? Do you mean they can they can read the emails that were sent? I, I don't judge Petraeus on this, but, but I understand why he has to lose his job, because this is almost like a spy movie. Like, if a woman can get to the head of the CIA, she can get secrets from him. Now, this woman was his biographer this woman was uh her name and and it doesn't even matter but i think i have to read it i'm looking for it right now do 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 sorry about that just just give me a second while i and holly something anyway doesn't really yeah holly um no i'm sorry his wife see i just made a mistake his wife is holly petraeus he's been married 38 years and (laughs) the only headline on that article is David Petraeus' wife said to be beyond furious over his affair. So he he's done there. But but his biographer, the woman who wrote the book about him, she's the one he was having the affair with. So I guess the book gave him pretty good reviews. 
Her name is Paula Broadwell. And I don't know, Mr. Petraeus, I'm not going to say you're an idiot. I'm going to say this is horrible judgment. But how do you not know? Didn't you see Tiger get busted with text messages and you thought your emails, you thought your side girl emailing that she's mad that some other woman is going to move in on her action. And it what a mess. What a mess. So, so now you're, you're done and you had a great career and now you go out in shame. But but you blew it because we, you emailed it. You're going to get caught. So so thank you, George Lucas, for educating kids. And listen, you kids in New York that don't have any power and you're actually talking to each other. See, if you just talk to each other, they can never hold it against you. There's no record of it. There's a reason people talk. But uh, I'm 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 rambling now. I'm going to stop. What else is going on? Still no hockey. Still no one cares. Good luck, hockey players. You should be playing. They just canceled your big game in January, your, your outdoor ice game that everyone loves watching. So I don't know what's going to happen. All right, we're back. Solonzo Bowden, who's paying attention? Episode 28. I love you guys. Keep following me on Facebook. Keep the tweets coming. Keep laughing. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.